0: O que WCW champion, and you're listening to SNS Radio Network.
1: Yo, monkeys,
2: it's me, TPP, the king of Mata the
1: master of the diamond cutter, the three time, three time, three time world
0: champion. And you, or you, monkeys, you're listening on the SNS network. Stay tuned, or you will feel. Ah! Big Daddy Cool, Diesel, Slash, Kevin Nash. You're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from PNA, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. is Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame.
3: 2011 and you are listening on SNS Radio Network See ya! And I
1: wouldn't want to be here Hey you listen
2: on the SNS Network And that's the bottom line Cause Stone Cold Seto
0: is listening. This is Rob Van
1: Dam. What's going on? This is Kadarian. And this is the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels.
4: This is cowboy, James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck.
1: This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion, Bobby Roode. (laughs) Two, one.
0: Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Here's your host, the outlaw of the IWC.
3: Don't piss me off,
0: the Trey Dog.
3: I'm ducking down the corner in the studio with the lights out because I don't want to get jumped from behind by the aces and eights because I think I'm the only person on the planet that didn't get beat up by them tonight so far. So we'll see if we can get the show in without getting jumped from behind. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. I am the outlaw of the IWC, the trade Dog, and I'm so glad to have each and every one of you. Joining us live here on the SNS radio network. Um, big night tonight for TNA. Like I said, aces and eights all over the program tonight. Uh, they really um, are trying to make this more confusing than, than it probably is. I don't know the pattern. I can't put it together. I don't know who is who, so don't ask me. Um I, I am as in the dark on this as you are and thanks to everybody for all the tweets about TNA Chat Live and 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 I appreciate that as I will try to retweet as many of them as possible um as we get started here but a busy busy night for Impact on one of my favorite shows and and, and that's you know the interactive Basically, you got to fight or you lose your job night, and uh, I thought tonight was a great show. Again, you're getting pay-per-view quality matches and pay-per-view quality match-ups, I guess you could say, on a show that is absolutely free on, you know, Impact Live. So, kudos to the company for this Ultimate Fight Night. Um, yeah, I, I love the idea. I think it's a great idea. Um, I'm glad that they came up with it, in a sense, before the WWE could, because it's probably only a matter of time before it was created. But uh, I'm jumpy. I keep looking over my shoulder. Every time I hear something or see something in the, like a shadow, I make sure I'm not going to get jumped by the Aces and eights. I mean, they're everywhere. They're, they're taking out everybody. Took out Kurt Angle tonight. Took out Sam Shaw, the Gut Check guy. Simon on Twitter at Beer Money Thirteen says Trey W L, Aces and Eights are Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> they could be. I would like to think that the Sons of Anarchy are probably a little busy doing their own thing right now. Speaking of Sons of Anarchy, it hit me last night somebody had posted something on our Facebook page to do with video games and a website where you could go where they were extremely cheap. And I'm guessing that is for the PC versions of those games because I couldn't see a way to get Xbox 360. But they had the entire you know Grand Theft Auto collection for dirt cheap. And that's going all the way back to the first one that was ever put out to Grand Theft Auto 4 expansion, the Lost of the Damned, and The Ballad of Gay Tony. And it reminded me last night, as I was doing some other things, I was taking a smoke break, and for some reason, I, it hit me. I never I never finished The Lost of the Damned, and I never did start, you know, The Ballad of Gay Tony. So... I think I'm going to pick that up this week if I get a chance, and re- and, and go back and play this because I, I thoroughly enjoyed Grand Theft Auto 4, and it's based on the same engine. So I'm definitely going to try to pick that up. Speaking of Sons of Anarchy, because it's a whole loss of the damn biker gang thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I really want to try picking that up again and seeing uh, if I can get through those two before the next one comes out, which should be. Soon, I've already seen advertisements on TV, so they're, once a game starts advertising on TV, it's not long now. Probs to uh, Puppet H from the WWE on Twitter. Um, Puppet H is ready for the midnight screening of Batman tonight, and he's already got his Dark Knight costume on, so if you're following Puppet H on Twitter, make sure you check that out. It's a good laugh. I uh, want to let you know that this is TNA Chat Live. And, you know, in the last couple weeks, you guys have wanted to call in and talk impact, but you've waited until the very last minute. And with that being said, I want to let you know that throughout the entire show tonight, which will be an hour long, the phone lines will be open.
0: So. Let's go to the phones. Call now to talk TNA live. The number to call 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA chat live. Make sure you get your
3: calls in. Don't be left out. Don't be on the sidelines going, man, I wish I would have called and asked my TNA question. Because. That's what happens at the end of every one of these shows. I get a bunch of people going, oh, man, I wanted to call. Well, you wait too late, and, and it's only an hour show. And it has to be that way for now. So maybe in the future someday we'll be able to expand the show a little bit. But right now it's only an hour, so get them in now. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? This is Anthony. What's up, buddy? What's on your mind?
1: Uh, right off, I agree with the. Uh, Aces and eights, that's a good angle they're doing right now. But I kind of asked you about this in the chat earlier. You think if they keep just doing this beat-up, uh, beat-downs over and over out doing something else, it's going to probably get stale and overkill?
3: Well, let me ask you this. Did AJ being crazy in the WWE get old quick?
1: They kind of went da- uh, mellowed down that a little bit in recent weeks, though.
3: Yeah, by the time they got to their match at the pay-per-view what was it last sunday uh yeah by by the time they got there i didn't care anymore at that point i was like one of you pick her or for her to pick one of them and move on um as far as this is concerned with the aces and eights, my response to you tonight in the chat was this and i stand by it because i called the ending As long as they just do that tonight. As long as they just do that tonight, I'm okay with it. Now, that being said, let's fast forward to next week's impact. If we start the show off and AJ Styles is laying down in the back and Aces and Eights are working him over and they go on through the night doing this, then, yeah, it's going to get old quick. But not only is it going to get old quick, what you've got to be careful of is running out of the hero. Who's the hero? Where's the, where's the good guy that's going to stand up to the aces and eights and look them in the eye and say no? Is it Abyss? Is that how they bring Abyss back? Because he's not part of that group. Now, but somebody look, has to.
1: Yeah, we can look how they start with the NWO. They had the NWO beat up guys in WCW over and over until they finally had like WCW guys actually start fighting back. So they might be doing that in a way.
3: I still think, in my heart of hearts, I still think this is Jeff Jarrett pulling the strings as the puppet master because. He didn't get into the Hall of Fame, and Sting fired him. Now, tonight throws a curveball into that, because what does everybody else have to do with that? Other than the fact, maybe they've just decided, you know, now that we've gotten rid of Hogan, and we've gotten rid of Sting, you know, why don't we just take over? Sure.
1: And you think that they're attacking Kurt Angle will be an excuse to get out, get Kurt Angle out of this series?
3: Man, that's tough. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I think if if Kurt Angle's not the way that they want to go, and let's be honest, right now it doesn't appear that way. Kurt's sitting in third with 27 points. But if Kurt Angle isn't the direction that they plan to go, and he's such a high player. He's such a high main event player in your on your roster and in your arsenal. Then this works. Because it takes him out of the situation and allows whoever they have in mind because keep in mind, you know, you still have James Storm at 45 points. You still got Samoa Joe at 47. And now you've got Mr. Anderson creeping into fourth with 23 points. But if you were to look at the the, the 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 scoring right now, you'd have to think with Kurt Angle being taken out tonight and him only four points ahead of number four, but still four points is four points. There's such a big margin between number two and number three in the points that you have to almost figure unless they take out Samoa Joe, and James Storm, it's going to come down to the two of them. And yeah, those I are agree. two guys. Those are two guys they haven't attacked yet.
1: And okay, and another top. Uh, I I'm with some of most of the people in the chat that this whole AJ
3: and the crack whore girl. Yeah, it's getting it's getting a little much. Well, I think I I I, I don't know. I, I liked what they did tonight. Maybe. Maybe I'm different than a lot of people, but the last two weeks of this I've enjoyed because I liked last week how they were like a j you you did it, don't you remember and he was his answer was basically no, no, I don't remember i you know that didn't happen and I said last night or last week if a j doesn't remember it happening and it did in fact happen. That it had to happen while A.J. was asleep or passed out. And then this week, what did I call her in my notes? Claire the Prego Junkie (laughs) has these pictures on her phone talking about how hot and how erotic and how sexually fulfilling... A.J. was, and he was a machine in bed. Well, every picture I saw, he was asleep. So it yeah, couldn't have been that good.
1: And you just know they going to have this it, all involved Daniel still and Cass. they just going to keep involving them. Which, I mean, it's a good angle, but in a way, it's like they could they could well, quickly turn that girl to a heel or... The deal is
3: the deal is here's here's how I see it mm-hmm. <sighs> Daniels and Kaz went and found Claire. They brought Claire into all of this. Claire then because she has a relationship with the Carters, AJ was brought into this because of of AJ's closeness to Dixie. They thought they were helping a junkie get better what they were doing was helping a junkie that was planted by Christopher Daniels to be in this scenario in the first place and now what they're going to say is that AJ was in his hotel room in bed asleep and if he wasn't drugged then he was just asleep and they broke into his hotel room, which isn't hard to do. You go down to the front desk. You say, hey, I'm so-and-so at T&A, and I need a key to the room, blah, blah, blah. And some stupid employee gives it to him. They set the room up with liquor bottles. Claire gets naked, dives into bed. They take pictures because, look, if you look at the pictures that Claire had tonight, there was a third gunman in the grassy knoll. True. Somebody else was taking those pictures. Not Claire, not AJ. Somebody else was holding the camera and taking those pictures.
1: In the end, I just hope they resolve this. Um, they finish this angle before it gets to, like, are you serious status? Yeah. And one last thing. Um, we, again, we didn't see a TV tile defense, which is like, eh, no big deal. But don't you think if they give somebody else a tile shot, I think mm-hmm. one guy would be good. It's Magnus.
3: Um, I would I wouldn't have a problem with that, but like what we heard on the post show was that Magnus is going to be going to Japan to do some tag team work with Samoa Joe, um, which doesn't bode well. I don't guess for Joe and his chances to bounce for glory thing, because it, man, it's awful hard to bounce back and forth doing that. Um, so I don't think Magnus is the guy right now. If he's going to be doing that, um, I look at that roster and although he won tonight, I, I I think Ken Anderson would be a good guy for that belt right now. Kind of the guy, kind of the guy who's really not going to be a world champion right now. Because let's face it, Aries is the man. Storms in line. Hardy's in line. Rude's still there. You know, angles always involved around that belt somehow, some way. You know, and by 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 depth chart alone, Anderson is so far down the food chain from that belt that it would be refreshing to put that belt on him and let him build that belt's popularity by defending it every week and talking every week. You yeah, know, you could,
1: you could say the same for a bull, uh, Bully Ray.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, Bully Race, other than Bobby Roode, Bully Race, the, you know, best one heel, heels. one of the top heels that that you have to have going after that world title when you've got a baby face holding the belt.
1: That's true. So, I guess we just have to wait and see what they're going to do. Because so they've got a bunch of angles going, which is a good thing going on. i like give it to you. They mostly have, what, like two or three main angles? And... That's it. Yeah. So at least said something. Oh, uh, and my call so some other people can call in.
3: Alright, man, well we appreciate you calling in and uh spread the word. We're here every Thursday night. Okay. Bye. Alright, brother. That drops uh one call off, leaves the phone open for you if you want to get in now is your chance. Five oh one five eight eight seven nine five seven. Hit me up here for TNA Chat Live. Interesting night on the show tonight. Of course, we all just saw Engel was jumping backstage. Now, people are like, now, wait a minute. What's the deal here? You know, it was it was Hogan. It was Sting. And now it's Kurt Angle taken out. What has Kurt Angle got to do with this? Well, let's dot the I's and cross the T's on my Jeff Jarrett theory. Who is Jeff Jarrett married to that was also fired by Sting, when he was fired. Karen Angle, who is now Karen Jarrett, the ex-wife of one Kurt Angle, who they had been feuding with up to the point of getting fired by Sting. So if Jeff Jarrett is, in fact, pulling the strings on the aces and eights, that makes Kurt Angle a target. Now, does that also take him out of Bound for Glory series uh, tournament, maybe if that's if that's if that's the guy that's if if he Kurt's in it and not going to win it, there's got to be a reason why. He's too much of a a figure on the the top of the the depth chart. You got to have a guy. You got to you got to give a reason why a guy like that loses. And that's pretty much going to be, I think, what it is: is that Jarrett's pulling the strings. On the old Aces and Eights. And with that being said, that's why Hogan is out. Sting is out. And now Kurt Angle. Now why Shaw and the other run in tonight? I think that's just because of anarchy. They're trying to scare people. They're trying to cause chaos. And they figure while the cats are away, the mice might as well group up and play. And that's kind of where they're going with it all. At least that's the way I feel about it. Uh, Samoa Joe comes out tonight and says, look, nobody's dumb enough on open fight night to call me out. So, I'm going to uh, call out my own match. Um, Jeff Hardy comes out, starts to cut a promo. Uh Let me see, I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm trying to read my own chicken scratch. That's the one thing that sucks about being on right after the show is that nobody does a recap of TNA while they're live. I'm pretty sure that uh, Jeff Hardy came out, started to cut his promo and was interrupted by uh, Robbie E. Yeah, Robbie E. comes down, interrupts Hardy. Um, Hardy actually loses this match. (laughs) Jeff Hardy loses to Robbie E. by disqualification. Uh, He was counted out, basically, uh, because he was outside messing with Big Robbie T. And uh, Donzo, ding, 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 Jeff Hardy gets counted out. Uh, We start the gut check. And uh Sam Shaw comes to the ring. Don't know if the guy can go or not. We didn't get a chance to see because the aces and eights made sure they took him out before he had a chance to uh get his gut checked. Mr. Anderson comes out, says, uh Christopher Daniels is a douchebag. The crowd starts to cheer. He says, No, 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 no. Don't cheer him. He's a dumbass. Don't cheer him. Uh says last week he uh Called him out this week. He wants to call out somebody he respects. Somebody that, you know, he would look forward to wrestling. So he calls out AJ Styles. Again, and imagine that I, I thought AJ was going to win. Anderson is your winner. And then Claire, the prego junkie comes out, shows the photos of her and AJ while AJ's asleep or passed out. <laughs> so anyway... RVD comes out, says tonight he's ready to fight. Christopher Daniels, who was uh, called a douchebag earlier by Mr. Anderson, uh, comes down, and then another, you know, know, match on impact. Um, RVD takes on Daniels. Another surprise win, Taz uses the word fluke. I guess you could say fluke was the word of the night in the second hour of impact, uh, in a confusing match to me, we've got Magnus versus bully Ray and either the professor or Taz one says, uh, the reason this match is taking place is because these are the last two guys left. Now, I know the chat room loves to correct the show host. So why don't somebody listening let me know as I only missed to my knowledge the first three minutes of the show. Um, where was James Storm tonight? I didn't see him on the show. Uh, you know, I, there was a a long list of people that are in that bound for glory series that weren't on the show. So how could Magnus and bully be the only ones there that were left to have a match? Um, it was a pretty good matchup. I mean, it, it, for what it was and uh bully comes out on top. Bobby Roode comes out and calls Austin Aries' win a fluke, then he calls the champ out says, I'm here to kick your ass tonight and show the world. Blah, 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 blah. Aries and uh, Rude not given a whole lot of time on TV, but enough time to have a good match, I thought. Uh, And then, of course, the Aces and Eights came in and took care of both uh, Austin Aries and Rude, and they made it look like, you know, somehow... They were affiliated with Rude because they they, they only attacked Austin Aries, and Rude stood up and applauded the Aces and Eights, and they said, uh, no, we'll have none of that shit, and they took him out, too. All right, so there you go. I missed the first three minutes of the show, and I, I that's where Storm was. He opened the show. Okay. Well, that makes a little bit more sense, so I'll let it slide. All right, welcome to the show. Who's this?
2: Hey, what's up, Trey, man? It's uh, Terrence from Southeast, man. What's going on? What's up, brother? Hey man, uh hey man, like I say man, uh, you know, as always, man, you know, TNA's keeping that momentum going, you know, with another good show. Uh they continue to hit their, their stride, man, and you know, if you look at what they're doing with this Aces of Eight thing, you know, sorta of reminds me of the uh NWO where they tr- you know, sort of like rolled in real mysterious. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to put the cards together of who these guys are and, and, and linking it where it's all coming back to be, you know, Jeff Jarrett. And the mystery down is, is who, who's his partner that he's in cahoots with because it's it's five, five five you know five, six guys total. So it's going to be interesting to see who's under those masses. But, you know, what they're giving us each and every week, they're giving us a cliffhanger right now. And I'm sure sort of, that's, that's, it reminds me of the pre-WCW Nitro days where at the end they always left you with that hook for next week. So they yeah. is sort of getting that feel where they want to hook you back in, you know, from week to week and you know they're getting a bigger time feel and the shows have been better the pay-per-views have been better but the the, the thing that they got to do and i think you mentioned this a couple weeks ago when i talked to you that they got to get on the road they they cannot do anything advance the company unless
4: they get up out of that impact zone
3: well i i think yeah you're right but i a few things i want to touch on i want to touch on a few things that you said so 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 stick with me, but as far as this is concerned right here, my first thing on my uh checklist on how to make impact successful was go live. They did that they've done that now with that being said, has anything changed in the ratings in the direct t v situation of course did not help. But, with that being said, you know, they went live, and for three or four weeks, when they had TV, they had all their eggs in their Easter basket, their ratings weren't really changing that much. And it's like I said last week, I don't know what show I said it on because I did so many shows last week, but on one of those shows, you know, basically... The comparison is to me, you know, the problem the pr- number one the problem is is as advertising. True. They only advertise on Spike TV. Now, they advertise their house shows when they're coming to your area. I saw that advertisement on USA during Raw because they're coming to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can do that, then why can't you promote your television show? They had the opening hour last week. The TNA Rewind got a .2 rating and wasn't even listed on the guide as a TNA program before the show started. Nobody knew what was happening. Nobody. Nobody. So unless you listen to wrestling radio or unless you hit the dirt sheets, you had no idea that TNA was adding a third hour to last week's show and it was going to be a pre-show before Impact. You had no idea because it wasn't listed on anybody's guide or in any TV guide or in any TV publication. That's a problem. There's got to be somewhere in Nashville, there has to be a group of people responsible for getting this product's name outside of the Spike TV people. And the Spike TV viewer that isn't even there right now, they can't even promote their show on that channel because nobody will see that right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, so true. I mean, they've been going through that image problem for like the last couple of years of trying to get the image out there. I mean, you know, look at the various things they done tried, bringing Hulk Hogan and bringing you know, Ric Flair for the moment, bringing Jeff Hardy, and they still stuck around that same rating ceiling. I mean, if you look at it, since they bought Hogan Hogan in them in, they only got uh, two million viewers one time or twice in that two-year run. So that that's not good with, with the amount of talent they got. So it comes down to marketing, uh, getting your stars on, you know, mainstream shows, whether it's some of those reality shows that come on MTV, Come on, VH1. That's that's a part of Viacom. They gotta find a way to, you know, as you say, advertise and promote their brand. And that's something that uh, I'm hoping that they will do more of. You know, just like they try to promote Bellator with TNA, but they gotta sort of like link TNA with some of the other high ranking Bellator. I mean, uh, CBS or Viacom programming, uh, because you know they should be doing two million fans. And I think two million is not a lot to ask for with the roster they got. But like you say, they cannot get the message up. They cannot advertise to every fan that they need. And like you said, they need to advertise on Raw. They need to advertise on shows that, you know, the wrestling fans are watching and know where TNA is at. Because like you say, nobody knew that, knew that Rewind show was coming on last week. Nobody knew. And they canceled it after one week. So Spike TV plays a part in it where they don't promote them enough. And until they get the message out, the ratings will start. We will continue to stay around a 1.2, 1.3 million, which is not great. And with this direct TV you know, thing right now the ratings are going to be a, a little slummier right now, but they 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 got to market better because their brand right now is hot. And you look what the WWE doing is just bringing in older stars. TNA has momentum, but they 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 just got to crank it up. And you know, when they go to places like Brooklyn and they go to all these various different places, you, you got to take impact in those places. That's where you get the fans to watch. Live is great, but you got to bring them the product that they see on TV, and that's impact. Look how WCW did it. They started, you know, doing shows at the Mall of America and doing shows, you know, in smaller places. And they advanced into bigger places and bigger places. And TMA got to take that gamble to reach the next level. Because they are there. They just got to push it, man. Right.
3: Well, it's just like, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, if, if you compare the products, and I hate to do that, but... Let's be honest. WWE is more geared towards, you know, the nine-year-old audience. And right. you've got you've got the WWE represented by a minivan, and you've got TNA represented by a Porsche 911. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people are going to think the cool person and the one they want to see is that Porsche 911. But if you pull into a town where nobody lives, that Porsche 911 is no cooler than that minivan.
2: Right. Exactly.
3: So if nobody sees the Porsche, nobody knows it exists.
2: Nobody knows you was there. You know. Yeah. And I mean, you they had a house show here in uh, Upper Marlboro. I live in Washington DC, but they had a house show up in Upper Marlboro and they they said it was two thousand people there. It probably was only a thousand. But they had no local advertising besides on the uh on the hip hop station and I was like, Why they're not advertising on the sports station? And they did all the advertising like the you know, the week of the event and it was just so, you know, so terrible that they didn't have you know, newspaper ads, they didn't have uh, billboards, they didn't, they didn't do nothing to promote the event. And right. you know, a lot of people I knew that was wrestling fans didn't know about the event, so they don't market the event you know, to the point where they're trying to sell tickets. they they mostly just trying to get a, a few hundred people in, If they get a thousand great, and they try to sell a lot of merch. So they've they got to tra- change that aspect of trying to promote their shows. And that, that's what I've seen every T N A event I've been to here. They don't promote it, you know, until like the, the couple of days before where they're giving tickets out on the radio, and you just can't do it that way. You got to promote, you know, two months on out to try to, you know, build, you know, build a uh, fan base, and that's something that they're not doing. I don't know if they don't have the road, the road team to to do that, but they got to put more into marketing where they can advance. But as I say, the key is that they got to give you what you see on TV, and they got to bring impact. To Philly, to New Jersey, they got to bring it to Washington D.C. They got to bring it to those cities where fans are going to say, "Wow, man, I'm gonna check it out." Whether it's a 3,000 seat building or 4,000 seat building, just you know, give the fans what they see on TV. And as they say, if you give it to them, they will come.
3: Well, and I, I speak personally once in a while to uh, the person that's in charge of promoting the house shows. My question to the company is. Do you have somebody in the place, and, and, and let me explain this whole thing to you, what you just said, um, from being a guy that's been there, done that, and outgrown the t-shirt. Um, number one, my question to T&A is, do you have college graduates in place that know nothing about wrestling, handling your house shows and booking your shows and doing all that? Um, marketing for your company because I don't have a college education but I have a wrestling education and the first thing I do if I'm in charge of marketing for TNA is I go and I hit whatever city, let's say we're coming to Washington D.C. What's the number one country station you have on radio there? Uh, WMCQ. Now, let me explain the, the way this works. In the world of radio, when it comes to your advertising dollar, you want to advertise wrestling on the co- on the country radio station, and you're going to say, "Oh, because the redneck connection." No, because the people that have the money to buy the ticket are the adults. That listen to country right because i would say 90 percent of the adults in any city listen to country music and they've got the money because they've got the jobs the full-time jobs they've got the money to be able to open up their wallet and pay for a ticket to whereas advertising on the hip-hop station Some 13-year-old kid that doesn't have a job doesn't have the money in his wallet to go buy the ticket, and now you just wasted advertising dollars letting people know you were coming to town that can't afford to pay for your fucking ticket. The same goes with rock stations. Now, if you advertise on an alternative new rock station, you're wasting your money. Second, after you, after you advertise on the country station, then you go to the number one classic rock station. Because who listens to classic rock? Uh, old, old rockers. Right. Hence the word old, meaning adult. Mm-hmm. Meaning they've got a job where they can open up their wallet and spend the money it takes to buy that wrestling ticket. Right. You advertise on the alternative rock station... You're going to get young adults, but you're still dealing with people that don't have jobs and can't afford to buy a ticket to a wrestling event that you're you're charging for. Advertising, marketing, demographics, and, and shit like that gets racist at times. It does. It's sad right. to say, but it does. Right. Because... Right. Nobody wants to advertise their product on a station that doesn't have the listener base that can afford to buy their product. And exactly. that's just the way it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you did. Yeah, I mean, everything you said is true. I mean, it's, it's just somewhere that they're lacking in that, in that position that they're not able to, you know, put butts in seats. And I think once they correct that, they will be able to turn that corner. But I wanted to ask you why I, 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 I've, I've asked Dixie Carlwood tweeted her and say, well, you know, you so you you close with uh Beyond Rubney now. Why don't they use the the Bellator format of selling the shows to you know a casino or you know whatever, and you know they pay for the show and, and get the show on the television like that where they where, where they're not paying the whole expense because Bellator is on TV you know for their whole season, and they just basically you know sell their, sell their shows to the casino the casino pay for everything and you know Bellator just you know roll this stuff and they set up shop which I think. You know that would help TNA's profile, even if they just did what Belzer did, you know, hit the casinos and, you know, you know, and get a, get a pack house in a ballroom or whatever. You know, I don't know why they don't use that type of deal because they can easily get two thousand people in a ballroom or a casino hall. You know, I really don't understand why they don't do that format.
3: Yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean, and that's another thing. Like um, right now here in Tulsa, for a matter of fact, we've got um, Ultimate Cage Fighting that comes in here. Once a month, um, Rampage Jackson is a special guest this month. Right. You know,
2: well, I mean, it's, it's somewhere in that department that they're not looking at that because you you see the small towns that they go to, and I'm like, man, why are they going there and why are they not trying to build their profile up? Because they they only gonna get a you know minimum between 800 and 1200 fans, so they're not building it because they got an event coming here September 1st, the baseball. At Bowie, Bowie Stadium, and and it, they haven't had any advertising for it here, so I wonder how many you know people they're going to get in that building where it's like seven thousand people, uh, minor league stadium. So I, I just don't understand why, where they're marketing at, you know, just flashing it up on impact. That doesn't get get a person to say, yeah, I'm going to go out and, and watch that. You got
3: to. It's, it's a start. In. It's a start. Yeah, it's a start. But you got to. But, but you you, you 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 got to feel like you got to feel like as a company. That advertising on your own show is wasted money because you you're already going to get those people. Mm-hmm. Those those people find out that you're going to be in their town and they're already watching your product. They're going to be there if they can right. afford it.
2: All right. You remember you gonna, when uh, WCW used to do the pre-sales and the guys would be out, you know, come on the first day of sale and do the autograph sessions. Yeah. You know, on the first day. I don't know why TNA doesn't don't don't do more of that. You know, for their first
3: pre-sales. You know, that would draw people out. And would be a lot better. It'd be a lot easier for them to pull off with their schedule. Yes, definitely. So I mean, it's just it's just that that department is just not kicking.
2: Uh, uh real quick, you think uh they'll bring uh Awesome Kong back now that she's got released from the WWE?
3: I think when Awesome Kong is ready and she gets through whatever she's going through, um, and it may just be the fact that she you know isn't ready mentally, I I, I emotionally, I don't know. Um I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure that her WWE days are completely done. It looks like they are. Um but whenever she's available and whenever you know she's ready, I can see her coming back and, and just showing up out of the blue on a pay per view one night during a knockout match.
2: Man, I I would love to see her come in, destroy everybody, and then then current angle is behind her coming back. And, and just trying to get Brooke Hogan's out, out of him because Brooke has no no camera presence whatsoever. Uh he's just a slap in the face of the girls I think that she's in charge, you know. See I don't you know, have no any problem runs, I don't I don't
3: I don't have any problem with anything Brooke's done so far. You know, the, other than the fact that she's playing a a a a a weird role and she's also playing a role of general manager esque where it's usually better to have a heel right. than a baby face. Right. And I, I think that makes it a little weird having a baby face in charge, because right. the back and forth that she's had with the knockouts and 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 the and the, the the things that she said to the to the heels, I think she's been right on point.
4: Right. And they yeah.
3: and and the, and the thing is they're not they're not they're not you know forcing her down our throats.
2: Yeah, you got a point there. But I think you bring Kerry back to feud with her over that position. I think that would be, you know, good television. Like like I said, they're going in the right direction, and I think you agree. agree. You know, they they, they they got what they're doing right right now for a change, and I think that the reason why the fans are not watching it, you know, like, like they should be is because they was turned off so much the past six, seven, eight months, and it's hard to get those fans to come back. But once everybody comes back and check it out, they will not be
1: disappointed, man.
3: I agree 100%. You know, as All right, far... man, it' well, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. All right, man. Make sure you call back next week. Hey, no problem, man. You got a great show, man. Later. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, as far as Brooke Hogan goes, I don't mind looking at her. I'm not going to lie. I think she's hot. I don't care what anybody says. Her boobs are as big as my head. Right now, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more. TNA Chat Live and a few more phone calls. Right after this, i got to get something to drink. I'm dying here. We'll be right back with more TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Stay stay tuned.
0: We'll be back with more TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. One more
3: shot. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. M- my melt? Yeah, I'm your girlfriend now. Uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the
0: Wrestling News Live family.
3: Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure.
1: Great. Give me a melt. M- my melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Say hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich.
0: Shit. Yeah.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life.
0: Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer.
2: The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old-school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time.
0: What's up, guys and gals? Sensational Sequel, Sensational right, Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll catch us doing... Video games, the open book, fantasy, e and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Come check us out.
1: Once again, triple W to Headlines.com.
0: Welcome back to TNA Chat Live with the trade Dog on the SNS Radio Network. New
3: world, new world, new world order. All right, welcome back. I am the outlaw of the IWC, the trade Dog. Hanging out with you here on TNA Chat Live. And joining me on the phones is a man that I can neither confirm nor deny got into the medical profession when he saw the fat boys and disorders lease. Big Mike. <laughs>
4: Trade out. What's up, baby?
3: What's happening, man?
4: <laughs> I can't call it, man. Just enjoying the show. I, don't I appreciate know. it. I want to comment on something y'all said on the last call. I don't think you'll see Austin Kong in TNA because I don't think the WWE will let her go. Because, because honestly, honestly, I think that even though they can say TNA is not a threat, you know they are. They look after. They look at the show. And I think that they can see TNA has a lot of momentum right now. You know, numbers might not show it, show it, but they can tell that the program is much better. So basically, I don't think that they would do that. Just like when they're like they're going well, to fire Randall. and like okay, he's going to fire Randall. and his worst fear within two months to look up here coming Randall on a Thursday night getting Kurt Angle. Uh, what you call him. no? That's not going to happen.
3: I understand your point, but. The deal is with 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 a, with a talent like that. We're not talking Kevin Nash here, who's going to be happy with just getting a paycheck to be in the alumni. Yeah. We're talking about a girl that is still in her prime, that can still go and can still you know be a vital part to any organization's diva or knockout roster. My theory is, if they are done with her, once they are done. And she's sitting at home watching TV, eating bonbons and going, man, I really would rather be out there. She's going to get that itch because every athlete has it. And she's going to want to be out there doing something. And TNA is the place for her. I'm just, that's the bottom line.
4: Yeah. I like seeing TNA too. But honestly, I think that there's WWE just putting our leg. Also, like, I said, I don't, like I said, I just don't think that they really want to see her on TNA. I mean, like I said, they can feel the momentum. And like, I said, like I said, not a big turn, but they can feel that TNA has momentum now.
3: I think that Awesome Kong is not necessary for the D or for the knockout division to be successful. But by the same token, she's not the number one thing that that company needs to be focused on. However, comma, if they can get her, it's just like putting, you know, more icing on the top of the cake because the icing is the part that you really eat and that you like the most. Yeah, you know it, it wouldn't hurt to put some more icing on the top of that cake and make it even tastier for the fans. And that's the same thing with with Jomo. Uh, you know he he's he doesn't fit this ace as an thing, but he could be a guy you could bring in down the road to be more icing on that cake. Same with Molina, she could be more icing on that cake. You know, it's not something that they need to concern themselves with right now. It's like if you've got $10 in your pocket and you want to buy something that costs $8, but you got to wait for, you know, three or four days until you get another paycheck, it's like priorities.
4: Yeah. You know, should you At spend all.
3: that money now or should you should should you mm-hmm. wait until you have more to spend later down the road? Yeah,
4: and then also, like you said, I like to turn that – uh that the Ace and Eight did night, you know, they let you know we're not here to jump on faces. This is a company takeover. When they jumped on Robert Root night, they let you know this is a company. It don't matter yeah. if you face or here. We're here for the company. So I definitely like the the part that uh took night to uh, it took night. I definitely like that.
3: Well you know and Terrence had compared it to the NWO and what I wanted to get to in that phone call was It's really not NWO, because the NWO told you who they were and what they were. Hey, you know who I am. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Same thing with Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash showed up the next week, and they said, look, we're here to take over. You want a war? You got a war. And they made it seem like the WWE was invading WCW because we just seen those guys on WCW or WWE television. All right. Now, as far as this is concerned, these are six motherfuckers that could be from out of the crowd. We don't know who they are. We don't know what they want. We don't know why they're here, but they keep showing up. So we're really in the dark, at least with the NWO. You knew why they were there. You knew who they were. You just didn't know that they were bringing Hogan with them. Yeah, that's true. Okay, another
4: thing, what does it mean tonight? Uh did T was they telling people to like to drop the to drop red T V and switch to another uh cable provider? Or did I just get that get that get that missile screwed?
3: I I I didn't hear it. I I, I during you know a lot of that I'm I'm show prepping, but um, it wouldn't surprise me. I know that Jeremy Borash and Dixie Carter both said on TNA today that they were both direct T V subscribers that they would be changing the dish because they didn't yeah. support they didn't want to support a company that didn't support them. Okay, and then like okay, so
4: like this Viacom it owns like BT and vh one all day, right? Right. Okay, cause I know on my Facebook, you know. Black people are definitely highly upset. They can't look. Well, at Well,
3: shit! TV that explains VH1. why the that explains why the numbers are down on the network. BET's not on TV. That's that's our biggest fucking sponsorship right there.
4: <laughs> exactly. So you know, I know black people are highly highly upset, and a lot of them are you know they can't look at VH1 and BET. So I know. Don't worry. I know Directv been hearing it a lot. in a lot of see the you know, Dish Network
3: people. problem. The Dish Network problem is they're dropping some channels. Because they've had a lawsuit going on for a while now, where a lot of these channels are boycotting their new Hopper service, which automatically skips commercials. Well, that's yeah. not good. That's not good for television that, that that relies on the commercials to keep them on the air. Okay. So their problems are their problems are totally different and could take years to solve. I think the direct T V thing will work itself out, if not later this week, then, 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 then next week. I think sure. they'll come to the conclusion.
4: Well, it will because, like I said, you know, BET is like one of the highest view cable channels there is, And like I said, you don't want to lose all those black people. And also VH1 and MTV, you know, so I'm saying you don't – they're just playing hardball because at the end of the day, you don't want to lose all that. It's just like, you know, anything else. When it's big money involved, people play hardball.
3: All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up for this week uh sorry but we are already two minutes over my limit sorry big mike we'll talk to you again next week and uh i gotta go to work gotta earn that money so i can stay on the air um with that being said we're gonna get the hell out of here we'll see you next week and next week's show we will have two special guests one will be eric young borash scooped me again i got Eric Young on Thursday. He's got him on Monday. But we'll have Eric Young here on TNA Chat Live to talk about his new TV show and all things TNA. And then we'll have the Bronx Father come on and tell us about his trip to uh, TNA, the tickets that I got him for baseball. We'll have him come on and tell us about that. And maybe a phone call or two if we have time. I'm looking to uh, find a way to expand this show to two hours. Just bear with me. We'll get there. I promise. At first, I thought an hour would be plenty of time. And, uh, you know, it started out that way. And then now we're just getting to the point where we're getting so many phone calls now. People want to call in late in the show that we we need another hour. So, with that being said, we're going to get the hell out of here. I will see you guys next week for more... TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Tell all your friends, and if you don't have any friends and you're like me, just tell a bunch of complete strangers. We'll see you next week. God bless. Take care.